Thank you for listening to the New Life Church podcast. If you need any information about our church or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at newlifekingman.com. Hello. Am I on? Are we? Am I, am I coming out? Okay. All right. All right. All right. You know, Harry was supposed to be here tonight and uh, he called me. He's not feeling well. So, um, you got me? But I, but I was thinking about it. You know, I'm younger. I'm a little thinner. A lot better looking, I think. Uh, and I know no one's going to tell Harry I said these things. <laughs> you know, I, I really am. I really am. Uh, I, I, I feel for him. I tell you what, I hate to be sick. And I think that's one of the reasons why... I don't get sick very much. It's because it just infuriates me, and I think there's a, I think there's a spiritual war going on here, and I don't know. I I, I don't. I, I'm not going to question. It. I'm just really glad about. It. I really very very rarely, well, I get a cold or, or the flu or anything like. That. I went nine years without getting sick. Last year I got nailed um, one time, and then a little earlier, a few months ago, not not too bad. Nothing you know, nothing at all like I was. So, uh, but you know, Harry's not feeling well. Uh, Another, you know, a few people here aren't feeling well right now, and so we've got we've got a, we've got a war going on here. You guys know that you know sickness is not part of God's creation, That's right. there's, there's, and so we're gonna we're part. I think I have a a message, but I don't know. I may I may not stick to it too well. But let's start with a word of prayer first of all. Father God, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we have here tonight. Father, I thank you for every soul that is in this room tonight by divine appointment. It's no mistake. It's no accident that we're all here. You have a word for us tonight, Lord. Father, I, I, I surrender myself. I yield myself as your vessel to be the speaker of that word for you, Father. And I just declare right now that, that hearts and, and minds and lives get changed because your word, Father, is filled with power. It's filled with grace. It transforms. And I just declare that everyone is going to receive, that we all have ears to hear right now. To hear the grace-filled, power-filled word of God that is able to save. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I had, I had a, a uh, there it is. They got, beat me into the punch there. That's what I was going to talk about. And, that's, and I will talk about that. How do, you, how do we train the human spirit? Anyone here ever heard of Kenneth Hagin? Yeah. Kenneth Hagin, old-time guys. He's uh, had quite a ministry. He's got a big school over in Oklahoma. I've been over to it. Wanted to see it because the school that I went to, most of the teachers that uh, that went to the school that I went to, went there to uh, to Rama Rama Bible College is called or Institute, and uh, it's 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 really it's quite a fantastic camp campus to be. I tell you, the only problem with it, it's in Oklahoma, you know. <laughs> I if you're from Oklahoma, I'm not bagging on you. <laughs> it just the wind blows sometimes. You know, you think the wind blows in Kingman. <laughs> Nothing like it gets over there. So, anyway, I, I, I'm a big fan of Kenneth Hagin. Uh, he, had a, he had a teaching that I really enjoyed. It's called How to Train the Human Spirit. Or, and, you know, you can get a little mixed up on this word spirit. How do you train the human soul or the heart or the mind? The, the, those words can get a little bit uh, jumbled up together. 
you know, when we're born again, it's our spirit that gets born again. And it's, 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 it's all new. It's perfect. It's complete. It doesn't need anything. But the Bible talks about us renewing our minds. And we renew our minds. It's a process. It's a process of regeneration. We get Romans 12 talks about that, about renewing your mind. You renovate your mind. You, you, you go in there and you look at it just like you would a building. And you say, hey, you know what? This is not good. This is not good. We're going to tear all these pieces out. And, and you know, uh, you, may, you may wind up removing quite a, a lot. And, and, and that idea about uh, all things that become new, well, that part of you did. I mean, uh, it, it, it has changed me radically to, to the process of renewing my mind. And I know that that will happen for anybody. <clears throat> so anyway, how to tr- how to retrain the human spirit? You know, there's there's three points I'm going to go off. I'm going to try to go off of tonight. Make these three points. I I taught this actually in the prison last Thursday, and and Diane was there. You know, and she said, "Well, you you barely got to point number two, and <laughs> and it's, it's 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 a little different in the prison because I have a I have an interpreter." You know, and so, so if, I, if I unconsciously start speaking in Spanish, I don't know why that happened, because I can't speak Spanish, right? And so, but uh, it, it tends to throw me off a little bit, but it kind of helps in some ways. But uh, anyway, how do, you, how, do you, how do we train the human spirit? Point number one. Point number we do it by meditation on God's Word. How many of you know that? Meditation on God's Word. Joshua, the book of Joshua. <clears throat> this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. I remember Joshua. Joshua has taken over from Moses. Moses is now dead. They've wandered around in the, in, in, in the desert for 40 years, and they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Right? Now Joshua knows, because he knows, that there are, there are uh, forces that are going to come against him over there. And God tells him, he says, listen, Joshua, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. He says, but you shall meditate in it day and night. I think about that, day and night. You know, he's thinking about it. He's chewing on it. He's constantly, it's a part of his thinking. You know, it, it, it's, that's what's become with me. You know, if I, uh, I, I, I'm not always, well, let me see, uh, Mark 4, 13. I mean, it, that's not what's always happening with me. But, but what happens is I'm dominated. I'm motivated. I'm, I'm, I'm. Sent in a direction based on what I know God's word is for me. What, is, what, what his will is for me. And so it, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about it in that respect. And very often I get just regular old scripture just comes to my head. And I just, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he, says, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Now the book of the law for, for Joshua was literally the book of the law, the five books of Moses. And... For us, it's it's this. It's the entire Bible that we have here now, you know. So this is this is our book of the law, if you will. And um, so he says, meditate in that day and night. He says, he says, don't let it depart from your mouth. In other words, that should become your language. Amen. You know, I I would I would see Christians before I got saved, and they talked strangely. He said weird things. And, and you know what? I, as I hang around here, I've learned to talk strangely. <laughs> and it's not that I know the buzzwords. They're just there. You know? it's just, it's a, I've learned a whole new way to talk. 
You know, I was in. I actually spent a lot of. I had a, a, a lot of problems with uh, alcohol and drugs, and, and uh, so I was part of a 12-step program, which I believe is all. You know, uh, the basis of it is, is in the Bible. But I heard a guy once say, we're talking about the way people speak, the language that they use, and they were talking about foul language, right? The use of foul language, you know. And uh, he made the statement, you know, I was, I, I didn't think too much about it, but, but he, that, ah, it's not so bad, you know, I, I'm cleaning up my mouth a little bit at a time, you know. But the guy says, the guy says, you know what, using these, 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 all this, this foul language, he goes, that's because, he goes, people who speak like that, they're verbally crippled. And I thought, wow, I don't like the idea of me being verbally crippled. You know, I, I, I was a drunk, and I don't know why, and this has nothing to do with my notes, but uh, uh, being a drunk was okay. But if you had told me I was a drug addict, boy, that was far below my dignity. I, I don't really know the, the, how one rises higher than the other, you know, an alcoholic or a drug addict, right? But it just, it, it, it disturbed me so much. See, I used to smoke. And I finally quit smoking, I think it was 2001. Been a little while now. But I, I had a guy tell me, he says, you're a drug addict. I, says, I ain't no drug addict, man. I don't. He says, oh, yeah, he goes, that, that, those cigarettes you're smoking. And I'm like, you know what? You know, when, when you're ready, you hear the message. You may be a smoker, and I'm not, I'm not here to bag on you about smoking. You can smoke. You won't go to hell for smoking. You'll smell like you've been there, but you won't go there. <laughs> I'd love to take credit for that. <laughs> but it is an addiction. It certainly is an addiction. And, and, uh, and you know, that upset me. I, I, I don't know why I think there's dignity in being an alcoholic, but <laughs> there isn't. Anyway, back to the notes. Back to the notes. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. For then, I love this, for then you will make your way prosperous. Amen. Do we think of the solution to my problem is to open this? We ought to think that way. Do I think that the solution to my problem is to pray? I don't have to have a Bible. I should read it enough that I can bring to memory. Jesus said, he goes, I'm going to bring everything to memory that you need to remember. I say, Jesus, help me remember. Bam. I start remembering things. And so when, when, I, when I meet with the issues of life, is that what I do? I can tell you that the, the, the vast majority of the time, that is what I do. And I have to be very honest with you. There are, it's, I did say the vast majority, so that means every now and then I goof up, right? And, and uh, it's, never, it's never pretty. Uh, fortunately, it's, it's, it's tamed down a whole lot. <laughs> so he says, he says, for then you'll make your way prosperous. Now, this word prosperous, it means, it means to push forward. That's what it means in the Hebrew. This is an Old Testament scripture. And it means to push forward. Why do we need to push forward? Because things are going to be pushing against us. The pressure of the world, the word tribulation. The word tribulation actually means pressure. We're pressured. We get pressured from, from our peers. We get pressured from our family members. We get pressured from demonic 
forces that are working against us. They don't want us. Satan, there is a Satan, and he does not want us to be able to push. Because you know what you'll find out? When you're able to push, you'll push and you'll find out they're out of the way. Because he hasn't got any power. He's been whipped. You know what we are? We're the traffic cops. I got the badge right here, deputy dog. Move. I'm not asking you. Get out of my way. I'm pushing through here, right? He says, so then, so you meditate in this, you just, just roll it over. This is my new way of thinking. I've been brainwashed. I needed a brainwashing. So, so it'll make my way prosperous. I push forward and then you'll have good success. Good success. The phrase have good success is one of my favorite words I discovered. It's, it's the word in Hebrew. It's called, it's sakal. And what it means is this. I've, I loved it when I discovered this. I didn't even know that the English equivalent for this word sakal is the word circumspect. One of my favorite words now. You know, before I didn't even know what it was, let alone behave that way. In fact, I, circum, I had no idea of the meaning and my, and my life would not have expressed circumspection in any means. The word circumspect means to be aware of your surroundings. You know, and as a high-class drunk, I certainly was aware of my surroundings, right? I'm drunk. I'm, well. <laughs> so to be circumspect means to be aware of your surroundings. It also means that you consider the outcome of your actions. If I do this, that's very likely to happen. And you just pick the scenario. You put that in there. So what does it mean? It means that you're thinking. It means you're, that, you're, that you're, you're acting in an intelligent manner. So what this is saying to us, if I, if, if, I, if I don't let the word of God depart from my mouth, in other words, I'm always talking God's word. All right? And, 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 and I meditate on it. It's going to give me the ability to push through the circumstances of life. And you know what? As I'm pushing through, I'll know whether to push the devil or not. Don't push your brother and your sister. That's, not, that, that, that's the mistake that some of us make. And he says, and then you'll have good success. You'll be circumspect. You'll be intelligent about what you're doing. You'll consider the outcome of the actions that you're taking. Well, you know what? I tell you what, it's a, it's a much easier way to live. You know, I don't suppose you have to be a drunk to be thoughtless. It helps. <laughs> it encourages it. But to be circumspect, God is telling Joshua, if you put your nose in this book of the law, I'm going to give you the ability to push right through all the circumstances and you're going to be smart about it. You're going to be smart about it. And you know what? You know what that really means? You know, we, we, he, says, he says this in the next verse. I love the way this thing happens. He says, he goes, have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be of good courage. I told the guys in the prison last Thursday, be a man. Don't be afraid nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Okay? Our Hebrew says the Lord will not, he won't leave you nor forsake you. 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews, you'll find that in there. He says, he goes, I've commanded you, God's telling you. You know what God won't tell you? He won't tell you to do something you can't do. You might not think you can, 
But he'll tell you to do things. And, well, okay, right? He says, be strong, be of good courage. He says, don't be afraid, don't be for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You know, if you're circumspect, you, you will remember that. Oh, God is with me. I'm not on my own. I'm, I'm, I, I, the, the, everything that I need is with me. That's what he's saying there. Don't, it, 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 and I'm commanding you. So I like that because, you know, I'm, God needs to make things clear for me. He said, no, 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 Howie, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, just go do it. You know, okay, all right. Because I, I might think it over a little. Right. You know, in, in, in John, let me see what we got here. This is 3 John 2. It says, beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things be in health. Just like the, our, our other scripture says, he goes, I want you to prosper, right? You'll, have, you'll be prosperous, you'll have good success. John is telling us here, he says that you may prosper in all things and be in health. He's talking about good health. That's what he's talking about. You know what? I, I noticed this as I was looking at this this afternoon. He says, beloved. How many of you are familiar with it? You know that John wrote the gospel of John also. And these are the letters that he wrote. And he, the, the Revelation, book of Revelation. But you know, John, he, John never identified himself in the gospel of John. He always called himself the one whom Jesus loved. You know that? Is that a lot of people, we, we know that. He, and, and what does he do? He starts off with us telling us, beloved. That's us. Amen. The guy who knows he's loved is telling you, you're loved. Amen. So that's, that's the position that we hold, first of all. That's almost like I'm never going to leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you wherever you go. Just keep your nose in the word. Keep your heart on me, in other words, is what God is saying. That you may prosper in, in all things, everything. So that's financially, physically, emotionally, in your relationships. This, this word will make you circumspect. Wow. I love it. You guys with me? Should we go home while we're ahead? <laughs> All right, that's point number one. How to train the human spirit. Now we're going to get to point number two. And I've only been up here for 15 minutes. Yeah, so point number two. The way we train the human spirit is by practicing the word. You have to practice the word. I love to use this, this, this illustration. I, I, I heard it. You know, if you read the directions on a cake mix box, right? You read, okay, here's what I need. I need a little, I need some, well, the, the flour's in there, but I need, I need a couple eggs. I need some milk. I need this pan, all right? I, you read the directions. Okay, that's what I need. Right, put the box down. Wait for the cake. <laughs> oh, that's not working, so I'll pick it up and I'll read it again, right? You can read it a hundred times. You are not going to have a cake. You got to open the box. I don't know if it tells you that open box. <laughs> you know, with all the safety warnings that we have anymore so that people don't get sued, they might say open box. <laughs> open the box and follow the directions. You know what? If you're like me, your first cake's going to come out like the Leaning Tower of Pizza, right? <laughs> But 
after a while, you know, everyone wants to come over to your house and make a cake. You know, I, my wife, I, on my birthday, I, I, love, I love yellow cake with chocolate frosting. She makes it perfect every year. But you know what? She did that from the first time, but I think she'd been making a few cakes. But um, <laughs> she did what the direction said. She knew. So what we need to do is this. James tells us don't be just doers of the word, <clears throat> or, or hearers of the word, excuse me, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. I remember this so clearly that this, 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 this phrase, I can't remember the verbatim, but it, it happens to me. I remember it. I recall it quite often. Pastor Alex, I don't know whether he was up here or whether he was teaching over in one of his classes that he teaches, but he, makes the state, he made the statement. He says, you know, it is so easy to sit in that recliner chair and just go off into la-la land when you're reading the Word of God. Oh, it's beautiful. You know what? Get out of the chair. <laughs> get out of the chair you know what I did today we, in, we have a program called Jacob's Ladder we, we have it on Monday nights and um, it's, people get court ordered to come to the program but what, what we want to do now is we want to go out into the, into the, the businesses in the community and, and offer our program to them and so I went to uh, I went to Walmart today and I talked to a gal named Shannon, one of the managers over there, and explained what our program is. And, I, you know, I was really very pleasantly, uh, I wasn't surprised at all, but uh, the, the way she received us was excellent. I thought, wow, that's very cool. Thank you, God. And, and then I, I went to a place called um, uh, American Woodmark in the uh, industrial park. And... Uh, I spoke to the people there, the, the, the secretaries, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I explained to them what we were doing, and, and uh, they gave me the, the uh, human resources person's business card. They said, she's busy at the moment, but, uh, you know, uh, here, you can call her back. And I explained that they really received it well. And I thought, well, thank you, God. That's, that's excellent. So I went home, and I called. About an hour later, I called, and she answers the phone, and I told her who I was. She goes, ah. Oh, Jacob's Ladder, because I left a flyer there with some cards, you know, Pastor Harry's card, my own card, right? And uh, I was talking to her about it, and she said, well, you know, we, we had a bit of a discussion, and it was good. And she said, look, we're going to have a uh, um, health fair here coming up pretty soon, but the gal who's, who's managing that is not going to be here for a couple of weeks. I guess she's on vacation or something. She said, but I will have her contact you, and you can set up a booth in our health fair. How about that? That's God moving. That's God moving ahead of me. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have to push at all. You know what I had to push? I had to push my rear end out of the easy chair. That's what needed pushing. The cushion. How about that? <laughs> That's where the push needed to come. You know what? I tell you what. I, I, we don't have time for all this, but I'm in covenant with God. God's a covenant God. You know what I know? I go somewhere, God's ahead of me. I think something, where did it come from? If it's good, I know where it came from. <laughs> if it's not good, I know where that came from too. <laughs> so, 
practice the word. Don't just hear the word. We have to practice the word. Okay? <clears throat> you know, in, in uh, let's see, Proverbs, I love this. This would be number three. We give God's word first place. It's got to be first. You know what? Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first. You know, I'm one of those guys who's always looking up all the words, meanings, and first means first. Right? That's what it means. And so, so I, I take it literally. You know, David in the psalm says he rises early in the morning to be with God, right? And David, he was the guy, he was the guy after God's own heart. He was a guy who made a lot of bad mistakes, and he was still a man after God's heart. And David and I have a, a lot in common. <laughs> Not to the level, that guy had more guts than I did. But uh, <clears throat> I seek for God first. I get it very early in the morning. Now that it's cold, it's a little harder to get out of the sack, right? I mean, you, at 4.30 in the summertime, bam, I'm up. But at 4.30, you know, that the alarm goes off, and my wife is very warm. And <laughs> so I just kind of sneak over there, and I'll hang around here for a while, you know. <laughs> and I think, well, okay, God. <laughs> but I'm out there early in the morning. For, and I'm always, I, I, don't want, I don't want to know what the news is. I, I don't care. I don't care. Uh, unless there's an emergency. I mean, the house has got to be burning down. And that would, in, that would perturb me. <laughs> I don't want to be bothered. My wife and I, we've been married to be 29 years, and she knows. I mean, I'm pleasant in the morning. Hello, how you doing, sweetie? You know, and, but but don't, I don't want to know nothing. Talk to me about nothing. Nothing. She might ask me, did you take the cat with you? Yeah, I got the cat. Yeah, so take the cat out there. The cat gets in my way. It's, I don't know why I allow that. But um, he says, he says, he says here in Proverbs, he says, "Son, give attention to my words. Right? Incline your ear to my sayings. Incline." He's saying, "Stretch out." Right? You know what? Zoom in on what I'm saying to you. You know, if someone is saying something to you that's very important. You can shut off all the peripheral noise, right? And you're just focused in on what they have to say, right? You know, you'll even put the football game on pause to hear what's going on, right? You know, so he says, he says, incline your ears to my saying, don't let them depart from your eyes. In, in, in Joshua, he said, don't let, the, don't let the word of God depart from your mouth, right? So speak it, see it, right? He says, keep them in the midst of your heart. To keep them, that means to protect it, to guard it. Get God's word in your heart or your mind. We're, we're, we're talking about we're training the human spirit, right? Get it in there and protect it. Don't let someone tell you, oh, no, that's not true. It is true. It's the word of God. Keep it in the midst of your heart. He says, for they are life to those who find them and health. To all their flesh. You know the word health there. Actually means medicine. The word of God is a medicine. It's a medicine. You know I think mostly. Where the medicine plays the biggest part. Is in here. 
when I'm following God, you know, all sorts of miraculous things happen a lot. Quite regularly. Their health. God's, and I love this, for they are life to those who find them. Who's found them? My wife raised her hand and so should have the rest of you. <laughs> We've all found them. We've been blessed to find God's word. It's not a mistake, no matter who you are in this place, and it's filled with regulars, but it's not a mistake, no matter who you are, that we are here by divine appointment. God has called us here on Wednesday night to hear his word, a word that probably many of us have heard numerous times before. But we want to hear it again and again and again so that I can meditate on it, so that I can get a, a fresh understanding. Maybe I'll hear something that I didn't know tonight. It's health to our flesh. He says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Protect your heart. Protect your heart by not letting garbage in. Protect your heart. Keep your heart by putting the word of God in here. And let that and let that fill you up. Let that be. You know what? You need to get brainwashed. We need to be brainwashed. The world is a dirty place. God's going to clean it up. He's got, he's, got a, he's got a time set. We don't know what it is. But he's, he's going to take care of it for us. And I can't believe that I actually got through all three of my points and I did it in about a half an hour. Meditation. How to train the human spirit first? By meditation on the word. Keep this book of the law, right, on your lips. Number two, by practicing the word. But be doers of the word, not just hearers. So when you read God's word, that's an instruction for you. For us. For me. And finally, the way we train our spirit is by giving God's word first place. You may not be like me. You may not be somebody who gets up with the chickens. But you, it, 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 I don't think that it matters by the clock. I think it's, it's, it's a priority that's in your heart. Some people, Pastor Poole, for example, he says, boy, at night, boy, he's after it, right? I mean, he's into the word and he's getting revelation and he's getting all this stuff. Me, the only thing I'm getting after, after eight o'clock is Perry Mason. That's, <laughs> I want to see Della, you know, and, and I want to see the, 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 you know, uh, Hogan's Heroes, you know, you got me TV, right? I'm, I'm an old guy, right? I'm, I'm not that old. I'm 62. It's like I said, I'm much younger than Harry. Way younger. <laughs> I, am, I am sorry that he's not feeling well. But I, I, I can't apologize for being up here because I do enjoy him. I, I, I love God's word. You know what? I love, there's a guy named Andrew Womack. He says, you know what? You just get so filled for the, fill the word that when life pokes you, that's what comes out. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about being instant in season and out of season. So Harry lets me know this afternoon at about three o'clock. He says, uh, he says, how he goes, I'm sicker than a dog, man. Can you, can you help me out? I says, absolutely. 
you know, so I'm instant in season and out of season. But it's really kind of easy because I'm, I'm, I'm at the prison every week, and so I always prepare a message for them. So what I did was I dusted that one off and brought it to you guys. So this is the second time, but we never did get to the third point. So that's brand new, really, you know. <laughs> I can't remember who it was who said it. Might have been, might have been uh, Charles Spurgeon who said, you haven't preached your sermon until you preached it 50 times anyway. You know, one of these days, I've, I've got to do it. You know, the first sermon that I ever preached in here that I got to do, I really loved it. It's called Those Who Worship Him. And I got, I got to do that one again. I looked up the word worship, really loved it. It's, it's, it's the word pruskaneo. That's how you say it in Greek. And it, it's like, it's, it's, it's described as a dog licking his master's hand. You know, all those of you dog lovers, you, if, if your dog hadn't seen you, maybe you've gone away for a vac vacation for a couple of days, a week or so, whatever. You come home and there's the dog and the dog is rolling over and peeing all over himself and just as happy as can, just, just thrilled to see you. That's what God says worship is. That's worship, man. I mean, God, I just want to be around you. Amen. We don't got to say anything, you know. It just there doesn't have to be any music. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with music. You can couple music with, but true worship is is just rolling on the floor and licking God's head. Oh, I just. I mean, it's so informal, isn't it? You know, it's it's a heart thing, and that really has nothing to do with my message, except. That, Except, of course, that God's a good father, and that's, a, that's another song, you know. And so, I tell you what, I'm thrilled to be here. I want to say a prayer. I want you guys to join with me. Let's just lift our hands to God. And we've got, we've got a few sick people in our congregation. And you know what? I want to declare God's word. I want you to declare it with me. And we're, gonna just, we're just going to speak health into our congregation. Just, if you would just pray with me. Father God, right now we just come together in one voice. And I speak to, to the illness that has dared to enter into our congregation, into, into Pastor Harry, and into John Pilon, and into any other name that, 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 that belongs to this house of God, and all the house of God in all the world. I speak, I speak healing. I speak to any, any sickness, to any demons and I command you to release your grip on the men and women of God I command you to let go right now and I cast you out in the name of Jesus I cast you out to die to sink in the bottom of the sea and I declare right now just as Isaiah did that by the stripes of Jesus we are healed we are healed in our bodies we are healed in our, in our souls. We are healed right now. I declare that right now in the name of Jesus over each and every soul in this room. Speak these words. Meditate on them. Don't let them depart from your mouth. Keep them before your eyes. We thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Now, do we have, a, we have a prayer team that's going to come on up here? Listen, if you need some prayer, if you'd like some prayer, come on up and take advantage of these people who want to pray with you. Amen. Okay? Amen. They're, here, they're here because they want to, to be part of the solution. They've heard God's word and they're acting on it. If you have a need, act on that need. For me, the hardest thing is to get out of that chair.
And so I just declare right now that you have that, that will, that power to get out of that chair. In Jesus' name, amen. Go and be blessed. Thank you so much. Amen. You didn't activate the spring. Thank you for listening to the New Life Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.